0: So this Gemara, I'll tell you, what makes it difficult and what makes in general a very technical Gemara is difficult is that you have to halt cup throughout the whole process of the original. And that's why we're saying to go back to what we did last week of the original question and then to go through the entire thing. And therefore I think it's good we're doing it in a sheer setting because if I make a mistake, someone else will realize, oh, you made a mistake and we could put it all together like one big puzzle. Okay. So we have the original question is very important to remember throughout. So that's why I'm going to start from the two dots, Rabbi Elezer Omer. Rabbi Elezer Omer, Right, Rabbi Elezer is the opinion who said in the Mishnah that she needs to be warned by two witnesses, but she can be caught in the seclusion by one witness or the husband himself. That's the quote from the Mishnah. So, so until now, they were only arguing in a case of warning and seclusion. But when it comes to a case of actual relations of defilement, where she's caught in the act, then we say one witness is believed. For both opinions, Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Yeshua. With Nami, and a proof to this is that we see in a Mishnah, Eid Echad Omer, if one witness says, Ani Ra'isi Meis," I saw her be defiled. I saw her in the act of relations of intimacy. Lo Ha'isa she would not drink the Sotah waters. We do not let her even have the opportunity, like Freddie brought up a very good point. What happens if the woman says, the witness comes and the, the woman is standing there and based in and the witness comes and says, ah, I saw her having relations, that's it. She doesn't drink, we're done. She's forbidden to her husband, forbidden to the guy, end of story. And she says, wait, it's not true. He's a liar, this guy's a liar. And they're standing abased based in there screaming at each other. She's like, he's a liar, he's making up stuff. You know, give me a chance to drink the waters. Let me drink, I'll show you, I'm innocent and everything. We don't let her drink the waters. That's why what's very unique over here to understand, it's very, very, very unique here that the Torah allows one witness to be believed. But she's already been warned
1: by two. You have to remember yeah, yeah, yeah. that every time you say there's one, yes. you have to say there were already two.
0: Exactly, yes. Yeah. So it's in the Sota process, exactly like you're saying, and that's what he's going to say here, is that why over here one, is because we had two witnesses that watched her be warned not to be with this guy. And now she goes and is with this guy anyways. And then she's caught with one witness seeing her being defiled. Then we say, okay, that already we see she's, you know, there's Raglayim Mledavar. Like the Torahs answers this question. You would think it's completely the opposite. Usually whenever a witness has a lot of power in their hands, we say it must be two. We never believe one. Over here, the one witness has the power to make her forbidden to her husband, not to give her a chance to even drink the soda waters and forbidden to the guy that she was with. that
1: is there's a big difference.
0: Why? Well? Because when there's two,
1: if she went with another man and she was a married woman, then has has kill her and here they don't kill her. She just forbidden him, and that's why one
2: is enough.
0: Yeah, but then one still has a lot of power, even though it's power, not death.
1: But it's a completely different than killing her. It's yeah, only forbidden, that's why one is enough. Yeah, and If you did not have to, then it's a completely different
0: story. Yes, but, but imagine, but just imagine this. Imagine the one guy, which is very plausible. That's why the Gemara always says, imagine the one guy was just a liar. What if the one guy, let's just say a very, very plausible scenario with all these things we're talking about, what if the one guy's in love with her, right? And he comes and he says, I don't want her to be with her husband, I don't want to be with this guy, I want her to be free. I want her to be totally not So he comes along and makes up and he sees this whole soto process happening and he says, Here's my chance. And he goes to Baston and says, Oh, and he when lies because he's in love with her. Can Dad marry her afterwards? What? The there's I no rule. I don't think there's any rule against that. He we didn't discuss that.
1: Oh, no. The aid,
0: it doesn't mention. No, so that's a plausible yeah. scenario. That's,
1: that's a good yeah. scenario. Yeah. I don't know
0: if it's the... So it's a plausible scenario. So it's a crazy thing that the Gemara is believing one witness. So it's answers, and like Ronnie mentioned, that it's a whole process, it's a whole thing. That she was warned by two witnesses, she was acting crazy enough that her husband even wanted to take her to be a sota. And even the fact that the husband what if wants. Two
2: witnesses to... come and say, at the time she was in Las Vegas, she was in a totally different place. Two other witnesses.
0: That's a different case. That's a diff- different discussion. That's a different discussion if such a thing would happen. But generally, it's not, because the one witness already believed right away. It's not like we have a day of trial. Like the one witness comes and says, boom, end of story, done. Well,
2: and and if be she says, had but had it's had in front of
0: the What? So no right so right then right it'd right be Zoneman it. yeah yeah it would be a said, whole different
2: in front of the base, then okay he's lying and I can prove it because I was a thousand miles away and I so have then
0: maybe case. yeah then maybe it would be a case like Jeff mentioned Aiden zoman false witnesses and then it would be a so whole punishment
2: that's what I'm saying. No, but the
0: way it works in the Torah, when I say he's case closed, heart, is that yeah. the case closes, and then the witness comes along and says, oh, he's a liar. He's still, he's still so up, can you stop that
2: He's not standing
1: up in the street and announcing the Torah. a process. The point is it's not saying the process, it's not the case, right? process, right? not one the one case of the system. Gemara. Yeah. That's not the case. Not yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So let's focus here on this case, okay? Halt hey, cup. still going
1: to interview that witness.
0: Okay. So now we're going to halt cup, stay with the thought process of the Gemara over here to try to figure out we're trying. The key thing we're trying to figure out is what do we need a source for the idea that one when it says aid in the Torah it means two witnesses. Okay, we're about to mention that in a second. So midaraisa, this starts our the thread that we're focusing on right now. Midaraisa minolon de'mehman eidechad from the Torah, from the verse in the Torah. We just proved it now from a Mishnah. Fine, Mishnah done. From the Torah itself, how do I know that one witness is believed in this case? So he answers. The Gemara answers. The Tanah Rabbanon, because it says in the eid Einba, and there was no witness. Just I'm translating pure English. The eid Einba, there was no witness. What does the Gemara say? Bishnaya Makasah So you don't translate the eid Einba, there was no witness. Instead you translate eid Einba, there was no witnesses. And Rani actually pointed out to me a great, in the art school they have in the bottom, Rabbi Kiva Ager explains, why does that make sense even logically? Eid, we know in Hebrew is singular. So how could he possibly say aid means two witnesses? That makes no sense. In English, it wouldn't make any sense to say witness means two. So he says it means testimony. If you change the translation, aid can mean witness and also can mean testimony. So it's the idea of testimony is two witnesses, which is a great explanation of Akiva Eager that makes it make a lot more sense instead of being aid in singular and not in the plural form, which it should be. Fine. So now is when we start the questions and the technicalities and maybe you would say it's talking about one witness instead. Aid means one witness, so it says Tamar loymar loyakum aid Now we take another source that says that there was not one witness established by a man. loyakum From the fact that it says loyakum aid I wouldn't know that it's one witness already. Echad, it says echad. Wait no, second, like my bad. this brings a general principle. An Av means, in general, you have it by the idea of Malachot, and Av means a general rule for the whole Torah. We're learning out over here. Not just for Sota. Zeh a general rule for everywhere. Kol makom shenemar eid, harikan lecha echad. Anytime it says in the Torah, eid, it means, like Rabbi Kiva Eger says, it means two, it means testimony, two witnesses. Until the verse says echad, then I know it's one witness. Beautiful. So now the problem that the Gemara has with this whole thing is why did I need those verses? I could have just, and the Gemara is about to ask this question, I could have just looked in the case of Sota and I had a perfect proof. The Gemara, in general, just to understand the logic behind this question, which is really why when people say, oh, he did well in business because he went to yeshiva and he has a Gemara cup. What do people mean when they say those lines like that? Oh, he has a Gemara cup. Gemara cup means to be the most efficient, precise, surgical thinker. It's not just somebody who's like, oh, what does it mean in business? Everybody in business is out. It means somebody who thinks in a way of like, everything we're doing needs to be exact. It needs to be, we're not just like, oh, we're doing it like this. So the Gemara over here, it brings a perfect proof. So there's no reason for the rest of the Gemara, right? You can say, we have a proof, done. But the Gemara says, no, no, no. I want to know why you need that verse. You know, whatever. a lot of Jews ask very tactical questions. This is where it's from. It's like, oh, we have a proof. Everybody could go home, kumbaya. It says, no, no, no. I want to know why you took that source and not a different source, okay? So he says like this, the Amrach and it says in the Torah, that there was not two witnesses, rather there was one. Wait a second. Wait a second, I'm losing the track over here. Oh, so now he's ending off his previous proof and he's saying from the fact that it says, oh, you would think there's only one. The Helene Spasa Asura. So, in this case over here, what's the reason why we say that one witness is believed is because she went consensually, which is what we were discussing before, is that the way she's been acting until now, like we were discussing, whether it's rape, how do we know she was in the room, how do we know she could, is that we say, the verse adds three words, which every single letter in the Torah is very, very, very precise. There's a little different Torah written on little, the size of the letter, this and that. The Torah adds three words, which means she was not coerced, she was not forced, she was not raped. She went consensually into this whole process, so with the fact of the way she was acting consensually in a very lewd way, in addition to the fact that there's one witness, therefore we say, ah, together this whole story with the circumstantial evidence and this witness, put it together, and she is not allowed to drink the soda water, guilty, we know she was with this man, done. Now the Gemara asks, Ella, Taima, D'chseiv, La'yokom so you're telling me the only way that I know that aid means two is from this verse that you brought. But if I only had the case of Sota, I wouldn't know that myself. Via mean, in our case, in the case of Sota, it says aid einba, right? Which means what he's proving over here, and this is the proof that he's saying doesn't make any sense. Why you need the other verses? In the case of Sota itself, it says the words aid einba there was no witness, right? So if you're going to say that aid Einba means in the singular form, there was no witness, that means nobody witnessed anything, which is obviously impossible. There's no case in the Gemara of the Torah, it says no one witnessed anything and they're guilty. So I already could learn from over here that there, was, there must mean two and not one. You get the proof over here? Because that's very important for the rest of it. He's saying that in the case of Sota itself, Aid Einba, it's, in the case of Sota itself, Aid Einba, we can prove that aid means two. Why? With very simple logic. If aid meant one, then we'd be saying there was no witnesses, which we for sure can't say. So clearly from the case of Sota, we know aid means two. Aid Ainba means there wasn't two witnesses, there was one witness. So now why do I need all these other verses? You brought me a verse from Bamidbar, you brought me a verse from Devarim. I don't need these other verses. Right in the case of Sota itself, I have everything that I need. So why did you have to bring me those other verses? Why can't I learn it out from the case of Sota itself? And I'll tell you before we get into this, it's very technical. And it's remembering the back and forth and this and that. But this is, you know, we have to go through the grueling parts of the Gemara and the fun parts. And then the fun parts are more enjoyable when you have to go through the grueling part. It makes it more fun. When you get to a good piece of Agadita, you're like, ah, oh, this is Gishmak. <laughs> now we have to go through the hard parts. So the Gemara answers you, Itzterich. The reason why I need the verse. The other one, which is, La Yakum Eid echad. Salka Dayit I would have thought, Eid einba. That when it says "aid ein ba," mean there's not one witness "ein Nemanba, ba," which means you could read it differently. "aid ein ba" there was not a witness doesn't mean there was no witnesses. It means that one witness is not believed in this case, which would teach you the opposite that two witnesses believed. It's just a different way of reading the same line. Meaning, when you think about it, it's very it's a brilliant way of looking at things that you could take one line and you could twist it in three different ways. Which again, when people say somebody is a good lawyer because he has a Gemara cup, what does that mean? The guy knows that he could take a case and he can twist it any way that he wants with his brain because he went to yeshiva and he knows I could take the line 8 ainba and I could prove it to mean that there wasn't um, two witnesses and I could prove it to mean that there was one witness. I could twist it however I want using my logic. So if somebody learns Gemara well, you know, I, f- I forgot where it is in the world where they learn Gemara as a, as a Korea. university. Korea. What? Korea. Korea. They learn Talmud as a uh, study in university because it just gives a person a whole different way of thinking where everything someone says, they're like, oh, I caught you, I twisted this and that or whatever. So he's saying over here, if I didn't bring the other verse, then I would read the case of Sotho and I would say the opposite. I would say, "Aid what does it mean one witness is not in it? That we don't believe one witness, we only believe two. So we wouldn't learn out that we believe. What are we trying to prove? We're trying to prove that you can believe one witness in this case. Mm -hmm. So because I could twist it in that way, I need the other verse, fine. But now the Gemara asks on this, A nemunba?" I would really think that one witness is not believed. Vella, my boy, what would I need this whole case of the, of the woman being that she, the woman was a uh, what's it called mizanah that she had relations? ikatrei until there's two witnesses. the verse should not have come and told me anything. Dasya dov or because I already know the general rule that when when it comes to monetary law that we need two witnesses. So very simple, again, the Gemara, very technical. Every single thing in the Torah needs to be teaching us something new, right? And this is again, what we're mixing with more Nebuchim, what the Rambam always talks about, we're gonna speak about it more today, where the Rambam consistently drills in, he's very sharp and very unapologetic about saying, if you're not wise, I'm not even talking to you. If you don't have the the proper principles, if you don't have the background, I'm not even beginning the discussion with you. Because in order to be able to learn properly, somebody needs to have previous knowledge. I remember many times in high school or like younger years of yeshiva, you'll have kids that would get up. I remember this so clearly. They would get up and they would have questions. And at a young age, they sounded like really good questions. They'd be like, "Ah, Rabbi, why not this? I remember the rabbi, if he was a patient rabbi, which I think is the right way to do it, he would look at them and he would say, oh, You know, you have a good point and discuss whatever. And sometimes the rabbi would be like exasperated. He'd be like, you know, I'm not really talking to this kid. Because at a young age, when you're a teenager, you have all these questions. You think you're a genius because you're like, oh, wow, the whole world didn't know about these questions until I got here. You're like coming to Judaism. You're like, wow, they've been doing this for thousands of years, but they didn't realize these questions. Really, the kid just doesn't know anything. So he doesn't know any other religion to have any question. He doesn't know anything about Judaism to have any question. So he has all these questions where he thinks he's a brilliant thinker and really he's just a complete ignoramus. So what the Rambam brings out is that somebody who thinks they're a great thinker many times could be a completely ignorant person with a lack of knowledge. And it comes from, and the whole idea is, is that over here in the Torah it's saying is that even if you follow the, the flow of this Kamara, you'll realize to even be able to ask these questions that they asked in the base Medrash, you have to know the whole rest of the Torah. Because look at this question over here. He's saying, why would I not think what we just said the verse means? aid Einba, that there was no witness, that it means, oh, one witness is not believed. is because I already know that from the rest of the Torah. I don't need to be taught that you need two witnesses. The fact that you need two witnesses, we know from the rest of the Torah. Because it says, Dover, Dover, in the case of monetary laws, we have Aqzei shavah. I already know two witnesses is believed. No one needs to teach me that. The only time you need to be taught something is if it's a new idea. If it's a revelational idea, right? Not when it's an idea that you already know. So over here he's saying, that's not a good answer to my question. Because really I could prove from the verse of Sota that it means, uh, aid means two witnesses. Because I would never think that it would mean one witness is, uh, is uh, believed. Okay? So he says, it's I still need the other verse. Why? Saka I would have thought, Sota Shani. That the case of Sota is different. There are because we have a foundational, or means we have, the best way to put it is circumstantial evidence. There is a lot of circumstantial evidence in the case of a Sota. Disagree.
1: It's what? stronger than a circumstantial. It's, it's, it's a foundation, like you said. Yeah. It's not circumstantial. Our circumstantial
0: is, is saying that it's not strong?
1: Circumstantial is, I don't have proof. It's just there's a lot of things pointed to. It. But here you have two previous. Instances with this woman and this man yeah.
0: much more than circumstance. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, so a better way to put it. Yeah, it's more of a foundation. It's a strong foundation to believe. Shaharikina law. Why? What's the foundation? Because we keep saying there's a strong foundation. What's the foundation? He explains here. Shaharikina la venistera, meaning you have to actually put it. Meaning, why is that such a strong foundation? We're saying the fact that she was warned and she went with this man anyway is a very strong foundation. Why is it a strong foundation? So you have to put it in perspective. It's not, which is very normal. This is not the Gamar is talking about a husband and wife get into a fight, and the husband screams at her, If I see you with this guy, inshallah, I'm gonna, you know, you can't do that. It's a case where the husband went, he thought it out, he brought two witnesses to sit and watch him tell his wife, you cannot be with this man. So we're saying for this woman after she was like clearly warned, not just her husband got into a fight with her, she was clearly warned by two witnesses, do not find yourself with this man, not with any man, with this guy. And then she found herself with that guy specifically, we say, okay, now we know there's something, there's something fishy about this woman, not just fishy, like we said, it's a stronger word for, I don't know if we have in English, we're almost certain if she's caught with this guy again, we've got problems, like there's gonna be issues. So we know she was warned by two witnesses and she did it anyway, and she was caught, okay, big problems. Which probably, by the way, another factor which the Gemara didn't mention is the fact that she was caught. Meaning if she was warned by two witnesses and she was caught, it must mean she's a real idiot because she should have been super careful if she would be with this man. The fact that she was caught tells us maybe she was caught only on the fifth time. Maybe she wasn't even caught the first time. Just another idea to put in here, of right, of like how this would work and like if the case actually happened, God forbid. If she's caught, that means that maybe she's probably been with him a few times and she was only caught that time. So we already see the whole thing is being built that she's not doing the right thing and we pretty much know that. And once she's caught, we don't really have any more questions. So, and that's why I believe one witness. So we say that we could say the case of Sota tells you that I would believe one witness because of all the circumstantial evidence. So, but now the Gemara pushes that away. Could you really say that? that one witness is not believed, and then she would be permitted to go back to her husband. So we say that the reason why, in the case of Sota, it would not make sense that one witness would be believed, would be not be believed, excuse me, is because it says, the which really over here is one of the foundational ideas, which I actually don't understand that well, and I want to look into it further. But he says those three words, basically drive into you. The Gemara is trying to tell you he means she wasn't grabbed. She wasn't coerced. She went willingly. Once the, the Torah tells us those three words, we know the Torah is basically condemning this woman. The Torah is telling you if somebody's willingly going around and acting like this, they're already, you know, we're, yes, we're already not in a good position with this person. You can already assume they're guilty just by the way that they're behaving. That's what the Torah says. So the fact that adds those three words, we say, okay. So it's today... Can't say it's the way
1: the behavior. Well, what I'm saying, I don't understand, I really don't. Yeah, no, I am struggling. He learned his first, right, I'm struggling with it. Yeah, also describing the, the case. Yeah, okay, the, it's thought the beginning of the puzzle should have the issue, it's establishing the facts. Yeah, okay, this this happened, and this woman was with somebody. The delame nation was not. not was hidden from Raj, Vinistra. Hidden in general, Vihim in and she had an act, And now it adds Vihim Onit Fasa. I don't see I see Vihim only as relating to the first part of the sentence. I don't see Vihilonit Fasa how it's adding anything about they do. I don't understand
0: it. Yeah, no, I'm struggling with it as well. How we know that I think born? what he's saying. I How think what he's saying, which I've seen a saying. few times. Yeah, I think what he's saying, which I've seen a few times. Reference to it, not so clearly, but that the fact that the, Gemara, the fact that the Torah is speaking bad about her, Vehi and Netvasa, really doesn't tell you anything other than the fact that the Torah is basically saying she's going around and she's she she's wasn't grabbed. With the and it adds what? She's
2: comfortable
0: with the yeah, the Torah is, the Torah is basically speaking bad about a woman, and he's basically saying for the Torah Rape to speak bad about God somebody in the, the Torah. Torah is very unique. And now, just unique, to tell you something. I'm not
1: claiming that she was now, the beginning of the puzzle My question, I'll say differently. Yeah. The beginning of the puzzle establishes a path. She, This woman is known that she had some relations. Yeah. If it was by force, if she was coerced, she would have said something. The fact that she's not saying so is... I'm trying to relate. Why is he learning that the words, is going to teach me something about a because, because it sounds like it's teaching me something that rape is ex- is excluded from this concept. Yeah,
0: no, because it adds to everything, I meaning not just they do, it adds to the whole case. But, That's the strength of the case. Which, by the, the way, sure. I just want to add this point, it's important to know over the general rules of the Torah. I think will make it make a little more well, sense. I'm
1: trying to come to a conclusion as to why, in this case, one eight is acceptable and not two. Yeah, and so. This is a this is a that this that this woman is now clear this is not a case of rape. They're now coming to exclude a forcible abduction because she is seen happily hanging out with this guy. Yeah, And then the question is, why is
0: the, Gemara, why is the Torah going out of his way to speak badly about a woman? Meaning over here, we're already saying she's caught, she's done, whatever. And then the Gemara adds, which means we're already like she's guilty and the Torah adds like an extra, basically like a salt to the wound of she wasn't forced, which is sort of obvious from the rest of the verse, meaning if she was forced, obviously if she was raped, we wouldn't be saying that she's punished, of course, for rape. So the fact that the Torah tells you... Not yeah. Um, the
1: the warning well, doesn't happen in our way, the case,
0: right? <coughs> Exactly. The woman doesn't know the guy. Exactly. So what I'm But a very important idea to know from the rest of the Torah. The
1: woman knows the guy.
0: If you'll know from the rest of the Torah that the Torah goes out of its way, which is a beautiful idea to know just randomly that comes in here. The Torah goes out of its way painstakingly. If you look in the rest of the Torah, the Torah speaks very positively. And you'll see from the curses or whatever that you'll think, oh, fine, the Torah speaks harsh. The Torah, in general, tries to speak purely positive words. Like in general, when it speaks about the animals and it says what's kosher and not kosher, in general, you'll see in the whole Torah, the only time it uses words like tuma, or like words that have a negative connotation, it's when it's for practical halacha. Anytime it's not for practical halacha, the Torah will go out of its way to use words, which are like, for example, instead of saying ra, lo tov. Or instead of saying tuma, it will say lo kasher. In mean, different times, the Torah will say opposite verses, opposite terms. And the Lubavitcher Rebbe, what? The Lubavitcher Rebbe was very into this. Not really the, the Lubavitcher was very into this that he would always, there's a book called Positivity Bias that he spoke about this very much and it emphasized whenever he spoke to people, he never used, people only realized after many years, he never, he never used never. negative, what? He never said the word never. He said never, said the word never. He wouldn't use the negative side. If he said bad, he would never say bad. He always said not good. People didn't even realize that after 30 years, he always used the, instead of saying a bad thing, always using the positive. So over here, the fact that the Torah went and it said, it's like, wh- why do you have to add that? It's like, we know she's not raped. If she was raped, then it would be a whole different case. We wouldn't be saying she's punished for rape. That would never happen in the Torah. The fact that it adds, which means she wasn't grabbed, she wasn't coerced. It's like, duh. You know, like there's no reason to, hear, to say that. We're adding extra that the way she's behaving, already the, the Torah is trying to tell you Something really oh, rotten egg over here, and we're adding in that this is a problem. Well, it's a big so issue. I'm I'm, I don't, I don't, you don't agree? I,
1: I love everything you said. <laughs> concepts. I don't think that's what want to say. What do you think he's
0: saying?
1: Because that would be circumstantial. If you say the way she's behaving, we don't talk about the way she's behaving. The way she's behaving would be circumstantial. Say this is a, a woman in mood, who's school who's around, who, you know doesn't watch for privacy. That would be circumstantial. We are way beyond. We are foundation foundation means you've been warned in front of two witnesses then you were found being isolated with the same guy in front of two witnesses okay and now and now we have one witness that said you did the act okay it's not about any behavior it's about witnesses okay about yeah people. and now he's telling me again the helo fasa and here they're learning something about witnessing from the additional words in the puzzle they're not relevant the case would have been you know like you said we know he only fasa wouldn't do it yeah. So are we describing that we have to establish that the She could claim I was forced. All she has to do is claim. It. Maybe she's even pregnant already in this in this pasuk. Okay. She she the uh, what does the pasuk say? otai uh, Okay. Maybe, how, how does everybody know? How does the pasuk know that this person was was already established in fact at the beginning of the pasuk? shahba yeah. Right. Maybe she's already pregnant So she can't claim it, it, Here's a chance Say hey, I was raped you raped But you're pregnant And show me now What were you three months And you didn't say anything So something that, the, that They're adding these words To the pasuk To talk about testimony She had a chance To refute this And she didn't refute it
0: Okay That's possible It's possible We have some possible I like it Okay, Amen. so the question like this, yes, but question like this, I just want to say this part, and this is the part of the Halting Cup, okay? So what are we talking about over here? Why are we having this whole discussion? Is that basically what the Gemara is trying to prove is that I would know from the case of Sota itself that one witness is good enough. Because of all these things we said, because of Sota, it says there's Raglaim there's a foundation. So I would know one witness is good enough. So now what's the whole question we're still going back to to remember that question? Is that why do I need these other verses from Bamidbar and Devarim that are not from here to prove this. I know from the case of Sota itself. Why do I need these other verses? What do you say, Ruby?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, we uh, partially talk about regarding the, uh, the Teva that uh, it says, Yeah. It's not It doesn't say Behmat in, in, in Noah. It doesn't say Behmat Tmeiah. It's in yeah. Again, to show the uh, nice
0: nice way of saying even though it's small letters. Yeah, it's a tremendous lesson. It's a tremendous lesson it's a very, very, very practical lesson for our life that the Torah is trying to tell you. And the reason I brought the Lubavitch Rebbe is because he was very unique in it. It was like almost bizarre at certain times of how he spoke. <coughs> is that like your speech, what you say has power. The actual words that come out of your mouth, if you use language, there's different ways in general language, the beauty of it, some languages are more and some languages are less, but the beauty of it is that you can use it how you want. You could express the same idea using very negative terms and you could express the same idea using that very positive terms. And today I've heard this from marriage therapists and class and this and that, is that you see many, many, many times in good healthy marriages, it's about not what they're saying, it's about how they say it. You know what I'm saying? Like I personally generally make a mistake where sometimes I use the words never and always a lot. That's not smart. That's my mistake. That's stupid because never and always, if you want to tell someone, oh, you know, this I wish was a little bit like that. And then you say, oh, it's never like that. Then you make the other person feel very deflated because it's like, it's never like that. I did it one time. Like what do you, the language that you use has tremendous power in your life. Tremendous. Yeah. If you
2: allow me to share something. <clears throat> absolutely. You ever uh, hear the You know, it's not just about what you say, it's about how you say it. Yeah. Okay, so did you ever hear about, uh, I didn't say he stole the money? No. Okay, so that sentence, I didn't say he stole the money. So it can be interpreted in many different ways. I didn't say he stole the money. 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 And I didn't say he stole the money. So every, every uh, enunciation has really a different interpretation of uh, that same
0: so. So even just the, yeah, you're saying even so more says, than just the words, the way you enunciate it. The, word, the
2: emphasis of how you say something. It's not, you, know, yeah. um, you know, I've met people in my life who can tell you, have a good day, and you want to slap them. And then there are these people who say, go to hell, and you want to hug them. It's just, you know, it's...
0: Yeah, yeah, even how you say it, yeah. Meaning with the power that you, your power of your words, and that's a great point, even how you're saying it is tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. And on a simple, on a spiritual level as well, when you use words which are impure, it has an impure power. Not even, I say, just the impure word itself, it has a power. It carries a power with it. So to end off this piece, and then we're going to move on to end off this piece. It says it's tariq. So why do I need these other verses? If I could see clearly from the case of Sota that one witness is good enough because of the way she's acting and the foundational proof and the witnesses, all these different everything we're saying, why do I why do I need these other verses? Salka if I wouldn't have had these verses, A nemanba. I would say one witness is not believed. Ad until I have two witnesses. Nami, and even if I have two witnesses, he he delay It would have to be a case when she's not raped. Kamash Milana comes to teach you that one witness is believed, which means now we end off with an interpretation which is simple and clear and it doesn't inter it doesn't interfere or contradict other things which we already know from the Torah, where we say that you could read the case of the sota by itself and make a mistake. You could say that what's the case of sota saying? that one witness is not believed in the case of Sotah until I have two witnesses. And even if I have two witnesses, Hila Netpasa needs to mean that she wasn't raped. It needs to be a case where she wasn't raped. And therefore I would say, okay, so what's the case of Sotah telling me I need two witnesses and she needs to not be raped, okay? But then they're telling you, which to me it's a funny ending because to me it's obvious she's not raped, meaning obviously if she's raped, there's no way the Torah would ever tell you. So I don't understand in general, the whole thing of Hila Netpasa doesn't make so much sense to me. But what the Gemara ends off saying is that if I didn't have these other verses, you would make a mistake. And here's a plausible scenario how you would make a mistake. So we need the verses to ensure that you learn it properly, that it's saying that one witness is believed in the case of a sota to prove that she was defiled. If
1: there's two witnesses, there's no sota.
0: Two witnesses, there's for sure no sota. We're saying even one, even one witness.
1: One, that's why one is accepted.
0: Because you won't kill her. That's what I said before, because if you have two witnesses, that's it. Uh, so but that's two witnesses, the but the case of the death penalty is a very, it's a very, very specific case. That's why it says a one person 70 years was killed. It's a bloodthirsty based in, is because it's, it's a, the case of the death penalty, I don't know off the top of my head exactly, but it's a very, I know whenever the death penalty is involved in order to fulfill the requirements of a death penalty, it was very, 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 very specific. And that's why a person could even be caught two witnesses doing something that requires a death penalty and not get the death penalty had to be like warned and then at the time and then have clarity of what they're doing have clarity of understanding the death penalty is the punishment
1: and in this case they have to see the actual penetration
0: yes yes